In other words, today's modern churches, beloved people, as you know them, the churches of prosperity, do this and what, to live comfortable on the earth. They believe that the majority of people will go to heaven. Why do I say so? Because they simply believe that once you believe in God, that's it, you'll enter. That is not true. We are now seeing that there is self-denial that is required of us. That when you walk the straight gate, the only route that is direct, that enters heaven, and I talked about it in very beautiful terms when I said it is direct, the reliable route, the one that is reliable to enter heaven, he says, on that route, there are going to be some difficulties. It is not going to be easy to see heaven except that you obey the rules of that straight. Whether you are a big vessel passing through the straight or you are a believer today passing through this straight to be delivered across, connecting one part to another, connecting the earth to the kingdom of heaven, beloved. And you see very clearly, let us look at the signpost, for example. I want to look at the sign. Because I've taught this for many years, I've taught it in this church, I've taught it on this radio, I've taught it severally. I've said that when you are going to Nakuru from Nairobi, you have to enter the Nakuru Highway. When you are driving from Oklahoma to Texas and going through Lawton, probably yeah, you have to go through I-35 South, Interstate Highway. When you are going from Kericho to Eldred, you have to enter the Eldred Highway. When you're going to Thika, you have to enter the Thika Superhighway. And I said, the signposts are very clear on the road. They navigate you. And the church too right now is on a journey to the kingdom of God, to heaven. And so I have told severally on Isaiah 35 verses 8 to 9, the highway of holiness. Isaiah 35, beloved people, Verses 8 to 9, most of you are probably familiar with it. And I'm bringing NIV here, though I set out I have four versions, but I'll narrow on NIV real quick for, for your quick comprehension. Now it says here, Isaiah 35, verse 8 to 9, it says, And the highway will be there, that is, it shall be there, but here it says, And the highway shall be there, and the highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. I could have read King James. But I want you to comprehend very well. Again, and the highway will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. No lion will be there, nor will any ferocious beast go about on it. And he goes on and on. So he's talking about a highway that will be there. And we saw that when you read 35 from before, then you see how the Messiah would come and the significance of this highway. And now you see that if you, I kept saying that if you're going to journey on this highway, you ought to find it, beloved people, and get on it and climb on it. You ought to find how to enter it. And so you must have to see the signpost that you don't get lost, the thicker superhighway. The Kericho with the Kisi Road, Maimayu Road, for those in Kenya. I'll think Yuvaskla Road, Tampere Road, Tampere Highway. I remember going on that highway to Tampere. It's well marked. You see, and they say how many kilometers from Helsinki to Tampere. So you just follow it. You can only end up in Tampere. And he says, 
In Isaiah 35, that this highway is called, is named on the sign. For example, the sign was on the, on the highway for people to get on board. It says, the holiness way, or the highway to holiness. You can only reach holiness, the holiness of God, when you follow this highway. It can only bring you to heaven, one destination. It can only bring you to God Almighty. How about the straight way, beloved people? How would, what would the signpost be on the straight way if the signpost on the highway of holiness is actually holiness to holiness? Can only lead you to greater holiness and to the holy of holies and to the holy one of Israel. Hey! So now we have an answer of how to get to heaven, beloved people. How about in his deposition here, the deposition in Matthew chapter 7, 13 to 14, when the Lord said, Enter ye in at the straight gate. And then he says, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the road, is the way that leads to life. And few are found walking there. What would the signpost read? Because we know that it's leading to life, then I can presume the signpost would be to life. So that when you see the highway to life, you get on board. I can also say that the signpost will be to heaven. Because we know he's talking about delivering the church to eternity with God in heaven. So the signpost, the ideal one probably to heaven, the highway to heaven. So when people see they come on board and follow it. Another one, probably to God Almighty. That is amazing, beloved people. That means the Christians of today, you believers tuned in listening to me today, whosoever would have the capacity to take, to see this straight way, the straight gate, and take it, you must be people that are headed to heaven. That is what the Lord is depositing in the church today. You must be people that have stepped out. And you are now on a pursuit. You are seeking a hidden straight. Because it says, you must find it to see it. Those are people who are saying, no, I think there is more to, than this life. There is more to this life than we are seeing. There is more about this life. There must be something about preparing for another life. There must be more to just live 70 years of the earth. So there must be people who are out to seek and find the hidden straight gate, the straight way. Those are the Christians the Lord was talking about that would enter the straight gate and enter. People that reach a point of saying, no, I want to seek truth. People who want to know more about the truth. You can't just tell them anything and, they get, and you get away with it. And they become comfortable, satisfactory, satisfied. No. There are people, in other words, Jesus was telling us that there are people whose destination will be heaven. God chases, God seekers, God finds us. People who are the truth seekers. People who want to find the truth. Hey. And he said that only a few people, only a few of you Christians would find the straight way, the straight gate. Then my question again, as I summarize this part, who then are these people that Jesus was referring to that will walk this way, that will obey his instruction, enter ye in at the straight gate, 
For narrow, for straight is the road, is the way that leads to eternal life, to life. And few find it. Who are these few Jesus talking about? Can we address them and find, and that you may be able to look at the features, the identity of your Christianity, and use it as a mirror to bring amends and reformation to your life, to your salvation, beloved people? He says, there are people who seek life beyond this world. Deliberately they set out to seek life beyond this world. There are people who seek the truth, number two. There are people that in seeking the truth, they find the truth. And when they get the truth, they behold the truth, number four. And once they behold the truth, then they get to know the hidden treasures of walking the straight way salvation. The salvation of the straight way. The salvation that has difficulties. Jesus himself, when he walked on this earth, as a mechanism, as a means of showing us the way to the Father, he went through a narrow road that denied, he denied himself everything to become glorious and sinless and was crucified. He was essentially saying here that the way that leads, the straight way that leads to heaven, he was saying to the present-day church who are listening to me, that the way, the straight way that leads to heaven involves crucifying your flesh. These are people that crucify the flesh. They crucify the world in them, the sinful affections of the flesh, the sinful desires of the flesh. These are people that get the hidden treasures of crucifying the flesh, of going through those difficulties, of going through the self-denial on this straight way. S-T-R-A-I-T way. W-A-Y. These are people that look for that straight way, that find the straight way and get upon it. And when they get upon it, they faithfully walk the straight way until they reach the destination. And these are the people, beloved people, on January 15, 2017, this year, when the Lord showed me the tremendous vision how the church will enter. When the Lord brought me up to 20 to 30 meters to the door to heaven up above here, the big cloud of the glory of the Father and the glorious steps. When I said, I saw those who came from the ends of the earth who have been faithful to the Lord, as you see in the book of Matthew chapter 8, when the Lord met the, met the centurion, and he said, many will come from as far as east is, and from west, and pass you here, and enter the kingdom of heaven, and sit with Abraham, sit with Isaac, sit with Jacob, the patriarchs of Israel, and the God of Israel, and eat the wedding supper, wedding dinner, wedding feast of the Lamb. And that January 15th, you remember in that tremendous vision, when he showed me the church that finally wears the garment, and I described the garment, and they go a little left, and then they turn right, and then the cloud, the big cloud, which is almost half the size of the earth or more, opens, and then the glorious steps appear, they step their feet on, and they enter. These are the people the Lord is describing here, the faithful church, the church that has been faithful, the church that has been obedient to his sayings, the straight way. He said they would walk the straight way. 
Now look at what happens as you walk the straight way. Exodus 33 verses 13 to 16, maybe we start 15. Many times you pay a lot of money to go to conferences out there, big conferences, the who's, 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 but they fail to give you this. And you pay seed, what, all these things happening out there. He's saying they are preaching another gospel. Because the gospel he gave, he said, there would be difficulty. There is a straight gate, a narrow gate, that the church that he has come to deliver would have to enter. And when they enter there, when you enter there, you find that only few will find it and walk there. Exodus 33, 15 on, beloved people. He says, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? This is a very powerful statement, a powerful scripture, beloved people, for those that walk the straight way. Now you are beginning to understand very slowly that when you walk the straight way, however lonely, the only reason the present-day Christians fear and don't like to walk the straight way, the narrow way, the narrow salvation of the Lord, if they fear loneliness, I will remain alone. When I wear the long skirt and stop exposing my body and wear the long jacket, and I wear the, I cover my, my chest well and consider my body, as the Bible says, the holy temple of the Holy Spirit, some of my friends will leave me. So they fear loneliness. But he's saying, don't worry. The Lord will be with you. In this way, we saw that the cloud of God came and walked with Israel. God himself comes and walks with you, beloved people. And he comes to help you. Exodus 29, for example, again, another scripture before we go to other. Exodus 29, beloved, same thing. Verses 42 to 44. Exodus 29, 42, 44, I read it now. He says the following. For the generation to come, this burnt offering is to be made regularly at the entrance of the tent before the Lord. Then I will meet you and speak to you. I will meet you and speak to you there. There also I will meet you with the Israelites and that place I will consecrate by my glory. And he said, so I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar and will consecrate Aaron and his sons and all those that serve him. This is powerful because he now promises them that he himself will be available to be with them, to give them company, much greater company than 7 billion people. The company of God Almighty Himself, guiding you, serving you, providing for you, healing you, protecting you, directing you, navigating you, destroying your enemies, fighting for you. How mighty, beloved people. And He says now, Ezekiel chapter 10, verse 4, beloved people, this is what He says. Then the glory of the Lord rose from above, above the cherubim, and move to the threshold of the temple. The cloud filled the temple, 
and the court was full of radiance of the glory of the Lord Jehovah. Jehovah Elohim. I myself will be with you on that narrow road. But when you now look, because I'm defining to you some little details now on how it trickles down to your daily Christian life as a present-day Christian believer, born-again person. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 to 18. Now you begin to see those that walk the straight way. 2 Corinthians, he says, chapter 6, verses 14 to 18, he says, what fellowship is there between a believer and a non-believer? Very powerful. He means a separated church. I told you very clearly that when the Lord says, Enter ye in at the straight gate. He essentially separated out his church that enters heaven from the other church. It was a command on separation. That thesis is big on separation as we saw. And you see it again displaying itself here. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? In other words, he's saying that the reason he separated his church into the narrow way is because bad company corrupts good behavior, good conduct. That if you continue walking in the ways and with those that are wicked and in sin, they will ensnare you. You'll enter, you'll be entrapped, and you find that your salvation will be defiled it will be contaminated, polluted, adulterated, as you see in the church globally right now, where the women dress as they want, the men do what they want. So the Lord used the straight way when he was very much aware that those who would come, come to him and walk this way, those who are his, who would enter the glorious kingdom of heaven, those whom he came to deliver, they would be aware of Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 to 17. When the Lord Jesus was baptized, that when he stepped into the water, then the glory of God, when he stepped into the Jordan River to be baptized, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, 17, when he entered there, then you saw an amazing phenomenon. Initially, you can see the sons of Beth Shemesh. You can see in Ashdod what happened. You can see what happened to Uzzah when David was bringing the ark of the covenant of God, that they could not come before the glory of God. The presence of God killed them. They died. It was a tremendous picture. I've taught it in Helsinki, Finland. I've taught it in Taranta, Italy. I've taught it here. I've taught it everywhere. That then man was not in capacity, did not have any capacity to inhabit the dreadful glory of God. But now, Matthew chapter 3, 16, 17, he says the following. He says, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, and lighting on him, and a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, with whom I am well pleased. Meaning, those that walk the straight way, they know that the presence of God has now been opened up to them by virtue of Jesus coming and dying on the cross. Heaven has opened. The portal to heaven is open, 
and health. He will help them to surmount the difficulties there. Hey, and I've said this all my lands and thorax. They are aware of the power of the new covenant in Hebrews 12, 26. They are aware of Matthew 27, 51. When he said in Matthew 27, 51, he said that when Jesus died, Matthew 27, 51, that when the Lord Jesus died, he says, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two pieces from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks split, and the tombs broke open, and the holy people that were in Jerusalem came out in their tombs. They are aware that the Lord has admitted the church into the holy presence of God where there is your present help. They are very much aware, beloved people, of Matthew chapter 11, verse 29. I read from 28, he says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke on you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in my heart, and you will find rest in your soul. In your souls, beloved. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. They are aware of that. So when the Lord tells them, Enter ye in at the straight gate, the narrow gate that leads to heaven, they simply obey and enter, aware that the presence of God has been opened up to the church, and God will give them a lighter yoke. That means after deliverance. There is a very important part in front of me here that I don't want you to miss. If you miss it, you're finished. They are aware of John chapter 5, verse 3, beloved people. They are aware of what it says. They are aware of John 14, 15. So I don't have time to get to that, beloved people. They are aware of the garment of holiness. That's why they walk there. That that garment requires separation. The garment of righteousness in Revelation chapter 19, verses 8 to 9. Now, I want to talk about the white gate, and this is the most important. What did Jesus teach? And I want to ask the question, why are people, other people walking the white gate? I want to really finish this. Jesus taught that the white gate would be spacious, it would be wide, it would have democratic space, you can discuss salvation, you can choose whether homosexuals are acceptable or not, you can take liberal philosophy, liberal theology, homosexuals are accepted, Oh, yes, there's liberty. You can wear a miniskirt. You can wear tight trousers. You can fry your hair as men. You can put ring on your nose as a man. Whatever. Liberal theology. The gender phase. Genderism. He said that that white gate is obvious. Everybody can see it. While the narrow gate, the straight gate, you have to, it is hidden. You'd have to search for it and find it and then enter. And we see that the sign portrays to heaven. This one is easily seen. It's colorful. It is decorated, full of pomp and color. It is a broad way, he says here. He says it is easy. It appears easy when you're in there. When people are walking there, it's wow. It is easier to walk there. It is faster to walk there. It appears a normal way of life there. It is not hard to enter it. Jesus told us that the way of sin that the present-day church has taken unto herself is the white gate. Because in his thesis, 
In Matthew 7, 13, 14, he was squarely addressing the church. The white gate, he said, would be a broad way. So the question then that I want to ask, who are these that are walking the white way? Because I have already addressed to you, I have defined to you the identity of those that walk the narrow way, the straight way, the unwavering salvation. Who are they that now walk this one here, the white way? Is it the world? Is it the unborn again? Is it the sinners? Is it those who do not love God? Who was Jesus referring to? And I said, he was essentially talking to the church. How about the signpost on the way? Then why, why would the present church, why are there so many, Jesus said, multitude, so many would be walking there. Many Christians would walk on that way. That leads to destruction. That leads to hell. If they know really in the scripture here, in the thesis that Jesus presented, if they know that it leads to hell, then why are they walking there? That is the most critical right now for me to address. In other words, how can anyone in their normal mind see and know that this way is heading to hell and follow it? Unless they have been deceived and lied to beloved people. Allow me to explain this to you, beloved people. This church has apostasy ongoing. And what the devil has done is unbelievable here, beloved people. The devil has brought a lie. The devil has found it that it is easier for him to manage you, the church, by him having you in church. And inside there, making you complacent with sin, comfortable with sin, tolerant to sin. And then what the devil has done, I ask you, let me throw this question to you. What is the signpost on the road? That What is the signpost at the place where people enter the wide way? What is the signpost on the highway, the wide way, when you are walking there? What sign does it beam to you? What are those big signs written above your head as you are driving or you are walking through it? Do you think it is written to hell? If it was written to hell, nobody would be walking there. The devil, by deception and lying, has put a signpost there written to heaven. That's why many, many, many multitudes of Christians keep walking there, thinking they are still going to heaven. Hey, no wonder Jesus warned in Matthew 7, 15, when he was finishing the deposition on his thesis, on this thesis here, 7.15, verse 15 now, Jesus warns. He says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep clothing, but inwardly they are revealing these revenous wolves. I read, NIV says, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Hey! And he says, by their fruits, you'll know them down there. Matthew chapter 7, 22, look at how he finishes this. He says, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not drive out demons in your name, perform many miracles in your name? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. 
away from me, you evildoers. He's talking to the church that walks the wide road. Hey! They were in the church and they were walking the wide road. They did not adhere to this thesis. And I'm reading King James on that one also. Verse 20, 22, beloved people. And he says, 22, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? And then he says here, verse 23, and I'll profess unto them, I never knew you depart from me, ye that worketh iniquity. Those are the workers of iniquity, perpetual sin, constant sin, skillful sinners, professional sinners, daily sinners. People that have become numb. He's saying that the enemy would lie to them. And they would claim, these are the people that would claim the name of Jesus. They would claim to prophesy in his authority. They would claim to perform miracles. Remember the word claim. To perform miracles in his name. They would claim, they, these are the people that know the word. Beloved people, these was know the word. They have been taught the word. Hey! They have been taught like you have been taught. But they find themselves in the other churches. Where? There is a compromise. There is apostasy. Hey! They claim to perform miracles and wonders in his name. Then he says, depart from me, I don't know you. Second Corinthians chapter 11, 13, I need to finish, beloved. Second Corinthians 11, 13, very big. I told you, you must get this. The devil has lied to them, and he has put a signpost written to heaven. So there are two roads with signposts to heaven, but only one that Jesus showed us, the straight gate, the straight way, is delivering the church. It delivers the church to the kingdom of God. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13, 15. Look at what he says here. He says, For such men are false apostles, deceitful workmen, masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants, in other words, his sons and daughters, masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what? their actions deserve. They are teaching out there another form of road, another journey to heaven. They are teaching another grace. But the owner of the salvation, he told us in the thesis that he deposited in the book of Matthew 7, 13, 14, that enter ye in at the straight gate, the straight way, the narrow road, that enters heaven, and few shall be there. Hey! Matthew chapter 4, verse 10. Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, beloved. Trying to push you into heaven, beloved. Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, he says, Then Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God, and serve him alone. When the devil, the devil tempted him in the wilderness, the devil brought the word. He knows the word. He used the word. And these people now in the other churches that are walking the white road, ministers, apostasy, sexual sin, abortion, they are living together and married. The women are opening fleece for you to see their, their, their chest, their legs, their walls, their anatomy. And wickedness there, homosexuals are there. The white road. They are lying to the church. They are lying that destination, heaven. They are worshipping another God. 
He says, you shall only worship the Lord your God. That is another religion, beloved people. Galatians chapter 1, 4 onward. Beloved people, because of time, I just want to say the following. I may get time to continue and finish it up, but may you walk the narrow road. Let me lead everybody in one minute to the Lord. Those who want to take Jesus globally as you're tuned in, say, precious Jesus. I know people are rushing to offices now. Precious Jesus. I repent today of apostasy. I repent from sin. And I receive you afresh in my heart. I receive you in my life as my Lord and Savior. Please establish righteousness in my life. And establish holiness in my life. And keep me on the straight way. That I may enter the straight gate that leads to heaven. In the mighty name of Jesus, I am born again. Shalom, toda raba, toda lachem, toda toda, toda haverim. Shalom. <laughs>